Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. Today I'm reviewing a ton of data and actually just advice and tips that are founded in science around how to help care for your baby's mouth. Oral health really is a big part of your child's health, and there are some little tidbits that I've learned in my partnerships with dentists and nonprofit foundations over the last couple of years I never knew before, and I want you to know it too. So first and foremost, there's no question that caring for your baby's teeth ultimately changes the bacteria and the health of their mouth for good, meaning that it isn't like you can kind of let go of those baby teeth and not worry because the secondary teeth are going to come in later. We know kind of how you care for your own mouth and how you care for your baby's mouth really will affect their longstanding oral health. And there are real deal connections to oral health and other parts of wellness, like heart disease even, that are are connected. So this is real stuff, not just cosmetically of how beautiful your mouth looks and how good it smells, but really how it affects your overarching health. No question that when you're pregnant, if you are, you should be getting routine dental care. And part of that is, and so should your partner who may be smooching your baby. Reason being, when you start living on the planet with your baby outside and kissing your baby, every time you put your mouth to your baby's mouth, you will be transferring some bacteria from yours mouth to theirs. And that's a real deal thing. There are some types of bacteria that are a little bit more aggressive and lead to more dental decay, kind of going through the enamel of teeth and causing erosions. So how you care for your whole family's mouth affects everyone in the family if you relate closely that way. Some just typical rules that I'd love to go over. All right, first and foremost, I've called these my rule of twos. Now, I kind of made them up, but they're really incorporating all this different advice. You should be brushing your baby, toddler, kid, and your teen should be brushing two times a day. They should be brushing in an ideal world for two minutes. So there are some of those electronic toothbrushes that help you do that by beeping on the quadrants of your mouth, and then they stop buzzing basically at two minutes, which can make it really easy. You should make sure that you're helping your baby child um, and school-ager until they're at least in the two or second grade. And you should be using toothpaste from the very beginning. And that's from the very beginning when that baby erupts that tooth. So that's something that's kind of, I think, been confusing for families because of what they hear about fluoride. There's no question that you want to expose your baby's mouth to fluoride because of its ability to deter those bacteria from eroding through the enamel of their teeth. You want to use fluoridated toothpaste from the very beginning. Training toothpaste, there's just no reason for it. You just want to be careful about how much fluoridated toothpaste you're using. So after your baby gets their first tooth, you want to start brushing their teeth in the morning and you want to brush them before bed after their last feeding. You don't want to use too much toothpaste. So in a baby who doesn't otherwise know how to spit, you want to take basically a rice kernel amount of toothpaste and just smear it on a toothbrush, brush all the different sides of the teeth that they've got. Usually the first ones are those center lower teeth right in the middle called the central incisors. And then as they're getting more teeth, you want to keep doing that. And you don't want to have them nurse after brushing 
totally will reintroduce all the sugar from breast milk or even get a bottle after brushing of anything. And that includes water. Reason being, if you keep that toothpaste on the teeth of your baby, toddler, school age, or even teenager, that fluoride really helps to prevent decay all night long. If you rinse and spit with water, you lose the benefit of keeping that fluoridated kind of debris behind from the tooth brushing. So, you know, I think really quickly, after kids are learning how to spit, you can change the amount of toothpaste. But again, under age three, rice kernel amount that you smear on the toothbrush. And then after they're three and they can spit, then just think of a pea-sized. Once your kid's really school age, they can decide how much toothpaste, but just make sure that they're still not swallowing it. I mean, some of these toothpastes out there for kids aren't kind of spicy and minty like many of the adult toothpastes are. So they do seem to be a little bit more ingestible. So they are fluoridated. You don't want to get too much in. So, you know, for example, my kid, one of my boys loves to use watermelon. It's so gross. Like watermelon toothpaste and it's like this bright green stuff and he doesn't prefer the mint stuff because he thinks it's spicy. So, I mean, he could ingest that watermelon stuff. So just be careful on that, making sure you can watch your kid brushing, but really making sure that they're spitting that way. There's a little bit of the science to dental decay that I think also makes sense for you to know. That is, um, what we do and how we eat throughout the day also changes our oral health. Every time we eat something that has any kind of sugar source in it, and I don't mean just like refined sugar. I mean even the sugars that are in milk or in fruit and even at lower levels in vegetables. Every time we take a bite or every time we take a sip of that latte that's got milk in it, for 20 or so minutes afterward, the acidity of our mouth changes and those bacteria can be more active and lead to more and more dental decay. So when you're thinking about how you feed your kid and how you feed yourself, it's better to eat and sit down, have a meal, rinse your mouth with water, and move on rather than gradually kind of snacking on something all day long. And we can really translate that to some of the advice that so many parents know and follow so well, which is you never want to have your kid have a sippy cup of juice all day long. Multiple reasons. Kids don't need juice to grow, but because of their oral health, if they're, they got a sippy cup and for four hours during the morning here and there, they're taking little sips of that juice, the entire morning, those bacteria and the acidity in their mouth has changed where they're actually going to be causing more and more dental decay. Baby teeth are thinner. That enamel and coat on their teeth is thinner than adult teeth. So that mix of sugar and bacteria in the mouth, you really want to be more aggressive about it. I mean, just like their skin is a little bit thinner when they're younger and they can absorb more of the chemicals we put on our bodies or are exposed to, their teeth are the same way. So you have to be even more judicious. Good snacks that don't stick to the teeth are always going to be better for your child, particularly if they have a cavity or dental decay early in life. So things that are stickiest are the things that you imagine. Fruits, gummy bears, um, fruit sticky, fruit leathers, fruit snacks. Um, and then there are the things that you may not think about goldfish crackers, for example, or any kind of cracker, or bread, or a bagel. That is the kind of stuff that just lingers in the crevices of teeth and between teeth and sticks there. And there's lots of carbohydrate in those foods and thus lots of sugars that can ultimately lead to decay. My last big point on what you may or may not know about teeth brushing is dental flossing. So here's the thing. You know, there was in the last year or two this big media blitz on the reality that one group came forward and said, you don't really need to floss. I've talked to a number of pediatric and adult dentists since them, and they discount that, saying that about 40% of the gunk that gets in your mouth and is stuck between your teeth, you can't get with a standard toothbrush. So recommendations still include creating those habits really early in life where you're both brushing 
end your flossing. I mean, you're just never going to cause harm getting between those teeth and pulling out those little clusters of bacteria. I mean, those of us who are bad at flossing, I'm raising my hand here, I'm not as good as I should be, know that when you go and floss and you haven't done it for a few days, you'll smell the bacteria that comes out from between those teeth. So let that be a motivator for you that ultimately it really is there even if you're doing a great job brushing. Okay, final drum roll. Great oral health starts this way. From the very beginning of the very first tooth that shows up, you should be brushing your child's and your own teeth two times a day with fluoridated toothbrush, toothpaste. You're going to use a smear rice kernel amount for babies until age three, then a pea-sized amount, and then a strip of toothpaste as kids get more mature and better at brushing. Make it a part of your bedtime routine. Brush together with toddlers who fight you. Have them watch you do it as well. And that habit is one of the strongest health habits that's ritualized in our bedtime routines that you can develop really early in life. There are more than 500 bacterial species that can be found in the plaque that sits on these teeth. And remember, when you kiss your baby, you're transferring bacteria from your mouth to theirs. So keeping your whole family seeing the dentist every six months for routine wellness screening visits and making sure you see the dentist by one year of age at the latest for that baby to have a preventative dental screen and also get likely a fluoride varnish on those teeth. Oral health is a part of your baby and child's entire overall health. There's no question that that daily brushing, using fluoridated toothpaste, choosing tap water with fluoride over bottled water whenever you can is in your family and child's best interest. That's it. Good luck brushing. Find those really delicious toothpaste out there and make sure those kids are spitting it out because the reality is parenting is a high stakes job and the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at seattlemamadoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 